we'll, we'll be back in, in two weeks. I'm just saying. Oh, I, thought, not, I thought you were just ending the whole podcast <laughs> quitting. forever right there. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm ready. I got sad. <laughs> no. <laughs>
lathering right now by the mouth. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting very very ready to talk about yeah. Gran Turismo. Oh, still playing <laughs> so the GT. I, I I will update you soon, David. All right, sounds good. So what we normally do, uh, I, I realize that for some of you, this may be your, your first or second episode. Normally what we would do is go through the games that we're playing. Uh, I do some and then David does his or vice versa. And then we'll talk about good games. I think what we're going to do today is only talk about the games we're playing because there's a lot of them. And mm-hmm. like, I think there's some fun conversations in here. So like, definitely it won't be a, a total, a total loss for the listeners who just like are, are good games heads. Love that segment. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll, our, our only seg, our, our favorite, our favorite <laughs> our main seg. segment. Yeah. I'll just intersperse the hot stat stinger somewhere in the episode to, to make it feel like it's, it's still good. Cool. And and I think this time we will switch off talking about games. So it's not just uh, me talking about games for an hour and then David talking about games for an hour. Mm-hmm. A little bit more equal. A little equal. A little, a little, a little variety. Yeah. A little spice in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Keep up the uh, the auditory uh, change up. Keeps it different yeah. for the listener. They call it ear confusion. Although Chase might start slipping into his David persona and then they're not going to be able to tell. <laughs> what do we do then? Great. I have to find my own persona then. I hear Arsene's available. Arsene! This is a, a good-ass game. So, okay, David, have you been playing video games? Um, I have been. Great. I have been playing games. Could you tell me about one of them? And then yeah. I'll tell you about one of them, and then we'll just go back and forth until the thing is done. Uh, the first one I will talk about is that I beat Firewatch. Oh, hell yeah. Great. You and I have both played Firewatch now. Yes, we have. What did you, what did you think about this video game? I really enjoyed it. Yes. I liked how it's kind of like a pared down story. You're not like mm-hmm. saving the universe. You're not a hero by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination. You're just like a regular, you're a regular ass man. Mm-hmm. And things kind of don't end up the way you wanted them to, either yes, as the character yeah. or as the player playing the character. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, it was a very bittersweet ending, but very mm-hmm. true to life of how things just kind of like feel like they're building to something and then the floor just kind of comes out the bottom and it's like, ooh, this yeah. is something else and now this thing's ruined. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just, it was, it, I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, it kind of kept me guessing until the very end. Yeah, I love that about it. I feel like it does a good job of like knowing that it is a video game and mm-hmm. like trying to like give you the, give the player the thought of like, oh, maybe this story is going to go like really weird sci-fi route or something mm-hmm. and just keeps you guessing in that regard, but it ends up being something pretty, you know, very kind of tragic, but rooted in reality. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great experience, and I think anybody who enjoys those types of uh, story-driven, character-driven games would really enjoy this. I, I I agree. I think I probably talked about this when I played it. I don't know, like late last year or something like that. Um, but yeah, I I think you're totally right that it like plays with your expectations and specifically your ex- specifically your expectations as a person who plays video games. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of lead mm-hmm. up around like, oh, I'm kind of expecting to like for this to go sideways pretty soon, like the story and sort of what's happening. Yeah, there's a good chunk of the story where I'm just like, I was convinced that the person I was talking to, I forget her name, was gonna like eat me. <laughs> I thought that that's yeah. the way that the story was gonna go. That she was bad and she was a cannibal or something and she's gonna eat me. Mm-hmm. I don't. Why? I can't tell you, but it was my natural gamer instinct <laughs> being fooled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think for most of it, and I guess like if you haven't played this game, I would maybe skip to the next chapter because like we're kind of encroaching on spoiler stuff. But like I was sort of expecting the person who you're talking to to not be real for whatever reason. Mm, I see um, that. I expected like, cannibal. You expected a figment of your imagination. We were yeah. both thrown off the scent. But yeah, continue. And I think like a, a lot of that is rooted in 
how well they they show the kind of mania that can happen when you're out in the woods by yourself mm-hmm. of like everything seems very frightening and scary and like you're not really sure like am i going crazy out here like what is actually happening in this in this place yeah um, yeah and like oftentimes it's very rooted in like just normal shit happening Mm-hmm. I also really loved the way that they told the stories of like the other people who had been there. Yeah, I, I think they they did that through the little like drop boxes for the other like what do they call them? I guess fire watchers. Yeah, um, who had been there before and like I don't know. I just thought that was really great, and especially how it culminated with like the main other fire watcher that you ended up like kind of tracking around. Yeah, it was good. I like I said last time, I I was a little worried that like I could see how somebody would interpret the end of it as kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I I think for the same reasons that someone would find it disappointing, I found it really good. Yeah. Like, oh, like I, I it didn't lock into place to me the story that they were telling until the very last frame of the game. And I was like, OK, I understand what they were just doing, because until then I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's about to happen. Like mm-hmm. maybe this all goes sideways still. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's just it's good as fuck. Game it is. is good as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things about a game is when I I don't know where the story is going to go and yeah. it just keeps me engaged that way because I mean there's not much in the way of like gameplay with this game. It's you pretty mm-hmm. you walk from point A to point B, uh you collect items and that's about it. So really what keeps you going is the story and just be like, "Okay, what the what is going on here?" and just like the 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 ability of the of the environment to tap into that kind of like primal human fear of the <laughs> woods right and the unknown yeah your lizard brain being scared of the the dark and the un the, the unknown person out in the woods somewhere. right it could be a twig or it could be something that's going to eat me yeah right so maybe that's where i got cannibal from i'm afraid of things eating me in the woods hmm. i was gonna say it kind of tapped into like i was wondering if like that's just a little slip of a, both of our fears <laughs> you know <laughs> me getting eaten chase uh losing losing, losing your my mind, mind. I mean, yeah like I, the- I am very disturbed by like attack on titan anime heads whenever mm-hmm. anyone gets eaten that's very disturbing to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that that is pretty frightening, to be fair. They make it look pretty scary. I mean, it's yeah. awful. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. But yeah, no, re- really, really great game. Yeah, lots of fun. Good one. Yeah, I like that one. Also felt like a very big oversight for me not having played it yet. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I, I had no idea what the game was about Mm -hmm. yeah no same so i think this is this is what i love about game pass is that i can take flyers (laughs) on these you know games that i've heard have gotten good reviews but don't necessarily want to like pay the money to to play them yeah and yeah have a great great experience through it so yeah here that's that's the wonder of not owning things chase (laughs) (laughs) i i think it's the for me it's like the friction of just like needing to know to go play it Mm -hmm. i think just somewhere simmering in the back of my head was like you should play firewatch you should play firewatch yeah but until it popped up on game pass and made me think like i should play firewatch Mm -hmm. and then also the follow-up thought being oh shit it's on game pass i can play it right now yeah versus like yeah i need to go look at reviews or like Mm -hmm. see if the people who i like liked it or do my due diligence to see if it's worth it yeah no the game is good i'm a little bummed out that they kind of got like absorbed by valve and then from what i understand kind of split around in valve a little bit oh the the company that made firewatch yeah they made uh uh what is it, campo santo they made uh half-life alex as well oh they did yeah what that's yeah that is quite a departure from i know firewatch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine just making like a, a good ass indie game and then like valve is like hey could you make another half-life though here's the next half-life oh. game guys oh 
God, the pressure. Don't fuck it up. Jesus. People have been only waiting two decades. For like most of their lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> good job on them. They made a they made a good half-life. Can I tell you about your game? Pa- uh, oh my God. Can I tell you about your game? Um, can I tell you about a video game, dude? <laughs> Go for it. I wasn't lying. I beat Gran Turismo. You you beat it? I beat it. I rolled credits on Gran Turismo. Nice. I, there's there's more game in there. There's challenges and like cars to collect and shit like that. But the mm-hmm. main sort of thrust of the game, the like menu system that they do, where you like go do a bunch of races and you get some cars and like go back and say like, I collected a bunch of Ford cars. Hmm. That's like done now. So I honestly wasn't expecting to beat this game. I feel like a lot of racing games, I kind of just play them until I'm like, all right, I think I'm finished now. Mm-hmm. But I just kept coming back to it. Um, I think that is a consequence of the racing feeling pretty good. And then also I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks recently. Okay. This is a really good game for audiobooks. <laughs> I like really do not need to be like engaged that hard yeah. with the with the listening part of my brain uh-huh. to play Gran Turismo. I can kind of just play Gran Turismo. It's a very visual and tactile experience. Yes, exactly. So I can listen to The Expanse on, on audiobook. Ooh. That's a TV show too, isn't it? It is, yeah. You really maximize your ear minutes during the day, Chase Albee. Yeah, I do. I do I'm, I'm, I'm an enjoyer of listening to something while I'm doing something else. Hmm. Maybe it's just my brain not wanting silence, but here we are. <laughs> the silence was deafening <laughs> so uh about the grand turismo thing so they they changed some of the in-game currency for a little bit of the better since uh-huh. i played it they, they they addressed the backlash a little bit they, they i i wouldn't say it's perfect but they upped the rewards just kind of across the board like you're getting more credits for the races that you do which i do think it makes them feel a little bit better uh-huh because before and i, I talked about this on uh, the last episode was like before i would play and get some credits and then go on to the next race and they'd be like hey you need this kind of car to do this mm. this kind of race and i'd be like okay i'm gonna go buy one of those with the credits that i've earned and then i would tune the car up to the point where like i could feasibly win the race and then i have come back down to net zero from the last series of races, if not lower yeah. than I was before. So like just that that staggering of income to dropping all the way back down. I was like, I'm not making any progress right now, like financially. Oh, I'm no. sort of just staying above You were water. living paycheck to paycheck is what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was making Gran Turismo minimum wage. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is this sucks? <laughs> It's not a livable wage. Uh, the workers came up and they're just like, we need a fucking union, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, come on, pay us better. And so they have been doing that a little bit. Like it, it does, it, it is easier now. I think they also just like dumped a million credits on most people who had played the game before, which like did help. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like, you know, it's still not perfect. They're still definitely like, you should buy the real credits for real money. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot easier to get to the end game without having to like seriously penny pinch and like, Sure. Do I need this new transmission or can I just go do the race now? And like, it's a little bit harder than it would uh, be. Um, I don't want to think about whether I want a new transmission in a game. Cause I have to think, I, I have to have that thought in real life. Yeah. You know, that is, yeah, I, don't, no. I don't want, this is the time where I don't want real life and games to cross over. It's like something that induces anxiety, which is money and car issues. And budgeting. And yeah, budgeting. No, please. Just like get, get this out of my game. So that, that was a, you know, a, a welcome reprieve to just kind of be able to like take my hands off the wheel, pun intended. On, on the credits nice. thing. The sleight of hand. <laughs> I will say this is this is a weird bit of information about the game. The brake lines kind of got worse as I played the game more. Huh. Uh, like you've you've played Forza uh, Horizon and Forza mm-hmm. Motorsport. Like I feel like the brake lines are usually very accurate for how fast I should be going 
around a corner or Uh something like that. Like they're usually really, really good about like you can almost just rely on those and be making pretty good lap times. Mm. This one was like really throwing me off at the end. Like it would tell me to be braking and then I would slow down to like 40 miles per hour before the turn came. And like all these cars came zipping by me who were like waiting to break. Uh-huh. And then it's like, why why aren't you going faster right now, dude? Mm. It, it wasn't accurate with when it was telling me to like actually slow down. Uh, I, you see, you, I, just, I, I think I know your issue was. Hmm. You didn't buy the premium brake lines, Chase. Ah, uh, yeah. No, they just gave me the old stinky worn out yeah, ones, you, the used <laughs> brake lines. No, you got the, you got the, uh, the in-house brake lines, you know? <laughs> the loner brake lines, yeah. Yeah, they came, they came with the game. They're not very good. <laughs> Uh, stock, if you, if you yeah. if they got yeah, that's that's what I'm like. Where you got the stock brake lines? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to pay extra for the good ones. Yeah, you need yeah. You got to pony up, man. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, point being, like, there were parts of the game where I was like, I think I'm just gonna try and like do this on my own. Like, I don't think the brakes the brake stuff is actually helping me. Mm-hmm. And by this point, like I've been playing the game for a while. So I'm like, I kind of feel like I know when I need to be braking or not, which did end up helping. I think there is just like kind of a, a pretty significant difficulty in this game. If you're looking for it, mm. like some of the, the challenges that they offer you, like I did them for, you know, 20, 30 times and could not even get bronze Ooh, in them. Damn, They're really hard. And not only that, but I tur- at, at some point I was like, am I just like not driving right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, am I not doing this right? Um, and so I turned on like every assist option of like, I need you to break for me. I need you to turn for me. I need you to like gas for me. Like, so essentially the car is almost driving itself. Uh-huh. And I still couldn't get fucking gold like or bronze. I was like, Damn. I don't- what am I supposed to be doing here, Gran Turismo? You have to turn all that off and then do it with your eyes closed and just <laughs> yeah. listen to the force. Yeah, put a blindfold on and have Ben Ben Kenobi talk me through it. Old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> Bank hard, go 35 miles per hour on the corner, dude. <laughs> Why is he saying dude? Well, I'm not Luke, but mm. I don't think he knows my name. You got you to pony up extra for that. Ah, uh, if you want the I personalized stock. name. You got the stock name, dude. I got that stock Obi. I will say I was driving like damn near a spaceship by the end of this game, which was pretty cool. Ooh, that's always fun. Like just very bizarre concept cars that have like probably never actually been driven, but look like a bug. Are, uh, yeah, it was just a, it looked like an insect more, mm-hmm. like just very sharp angles and shit like mm. that, um, which is very fun. So I've been trying to figure out like the value of this game which seems like not not like monetarily like this is worth 60 dollars or whatever obviously that is not an objective thing Mm -hmm. it's like literally you know the point of talking about video games is like the value of something is subjective from person to person but have a hard time judging these kind of games where the joy that i get from it is not from the moment to moment experience of it it's just the like flexing of being able to like feel like I have mastered something or feel like I'm good at something mm-hmm. and then sort of practicing that. I feel like Dota is kind of a similar way. I don't think that that game is really great or even enjoyable until you're like halfway decent at it. Hmm. And so like it makes it kind of a hard pitch because like if you want to race like Forza Horizon's going to deliver for racing. Yeah. You know, like even if you've never played a racing game before, like that game will get you there mm-hmm. and you will feel like, damn, that was a fun racing game. Whereas this one is like not the case. Like it is, there's some friction in here that is not always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I like, I, I guess the easiest way to put this or without coming down super hard on it is like, I enjoyed this for what it was. Sure. I think it's really fun to like race and have like these pretty accurate depictions of like real life cars even uh-huh. though like i i don't really give a shit about real life cars yeah um, yeah yeah but uh yeah it's bizarre it feels a lot less like a video game to me hmm. than like 
you know, even Gran Turismo one, like that, that's a video game as video game. Like, yeah. Oh, PlayStation one graphics. It's very silly, but like, this feels like kind of something else. Mm-hmm. Like a like a Mavis Beach Beacon teaches typing or something like that. Oh my that. gosh, like, Mavis Beacon like teaches driving. Yeah. Oh man, if Mavis Beacon could like whip, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> like if she knew how to drift, that would be very cool. Bing 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 bing. bing. <laughs> I gotta go dig up the the Teriyaki Boys. I'm gonna go have to unearth them once again. The Teriyaki Boys. That is the artist who performed the Tokyo Drift soundtrack. Karaoke is delicious. Why not? It is good. And so is that song. It, it, it is. It is. I mean, I'm still singing it all these years later, so <laughs> stuck with me. Um, do you want to tell me about another game you're playing, David? Uh, yeah. I beat Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. Welcome to the end of this video game. <laughs> Thank you. It was long. Yes, it was. It is pretty lengthy, that game. Yeah. And very mixed feelings on this game. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. I feel like in some ways it's amazing. Yeah. Namely the biomes and the visuals. Like, whoever did the game direction on this game deserves a raise. Really crushed it. um, Because pretty regularly it felt like I was in a painting of some sort. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like the way that the foliage and the trees would go with the wind and the leaves and the air and the the colors. Oh my God, the colors. I've never been more impressed by the colors in a game than in Ghost of Tsushima and the lighting was amazing too. Sometimes you just get blinded by the sun and it just looks so cool. Yeah. And kind of at the end, that's what kept me going with the game. Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point, like they give you more things to do combat wise, but there's Mm -hmm. really no impetus to really use all of those tools unless you want to, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I found myself using like the same couple of kunai and sticky bombs and that's kind of what I did. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's it's a way to play the game, but it's just like, why do I have all this other stuff if these work so well on their own? Yeah. Like, why? It, it never, like, challenged me to really use all of my tools unless it was, like, a big action sequence and I just had to throw out damage as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, at the very end, it, it did just kind of suffer from the, like, it's just, like, the noisiness of, an, of a big open world game sometimes. It's just, mm. like, people just want too much for me and this kind of goes back to like <laughs> what i was talking about earlier and like i don't want s- stresses from like the real world to come into a game yeah and yeah. i feel like people wanting shit. things from me and like expecting things from me <laughs> is definitely like what this game was trying to convey as mm-hmm. you know this person who is trying to save this island yeah. but there was definitely an element of that of like okay if i'm really trying to like role play as this guy i'm mm-hmm. stressed the fuck out playing this game there's <laughs> a lot of pressure yeah. like if i'm like just trying to ride and go to a mission and i see like mongols holding villagers <laughs> captive it's just yeah. like i don't want to fight them but like i feel obligated to fight them to like save mm-hmm. this virtual person like you should like i should, should go yeah. fight like there's yeah. there's this judgment in there that i found very <laughs> difficult to Interesting. To, yeah. to get away from and made like i think i talked about this before it's just and I, I was thinking about it more like why is this so stressful for me it's like there's this yeah. there's this judgment of like i am this character i'm like trying to really get into character with this person but mm-hmm. like if i'm trying to do all these things that the game is throwing at me to be this person I'm not going to get anywhere. Like, I'm not going to finish. I'm going to be playing this game until I'm dead. There's like so much content in this game. Like all the haikus and all the the different places you can go and find and the different uh, 
side missions that you can go and do like oh you know this woman's family got butchered by the mongols and she could really use a samurai right now <laughs> i had like five different people try to start this quest for me five separate people in five separate different locations just like <laughs> come on man go and go and find this widow and help her out I'm just like i can't come on i gotta yeah. i gotta i just gotta defeat the con mm-hmm. i just gotta keep my eye on the prize this is yeah. all i'm capable of doing video game <laughs> this is this is it. I'm giving you my best right now. So yeah, that was that was an, an interesting yeah. revelation uh, on my part about kind of what happens in my mind when I'm playing these open world. I call them kind of noisy games, mm-hmm. where it's just yeah. they're just throwing things at you constantly, constantly, constantly. Like if you're not doing yeah. anything for like five minutes, something will spawn and you'll have to yeah. go and do it. And like that bird, oh that <laughs> bird, man, like cool, like the first, you know. 20 times you know a really interesting way to guide oh, wow, you. you did it a lot really yeah. interesting way to guide you places but like mm-hmm. if that bird's chirping at me i'm just like is it gonna be something really good like there's this idea there's like this ma- mania inside my head of like <laughs> me trying to uh, uh come to terms with my ding boy right mm, sure yeah i'm trying to yeah. like just get everything that it's trying to give to me mm-hmm. and i just find that t- exhausting sometimes <laughs> but other than that really good game <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's more a gripe against open world games in general i think sure um, and something yeah. that i'm just really noticing with this one in particular mm-hmm. and uh, something that i noticed at the end of the game where like the very beginning portion of the map i explored completely filled it out yeah. liberated everything second mm-hmm. portion of the map halfway with everything yeah last portion of the map you just see straight lines of me going to s- directly to missions <laughs> yeah, to the just main like, quest markers yeah. like, i just can't i got my blinders on <laughs> so yeah jogaku was not explored pretty much at all by me yep <laughs> it's just kind of like i can't i can't deal with this anymore i gotta go beat the con y'all i don't have time i gotta this. beat the con i got this is what i gotta do but you know that the combat is still was still satisfying at the end mm-hmm. I, I really loved the duels yeah, the duels were, were great if anything i wanted more duels and less like skirmishes yeah i could have had that be just the combat like that was the only form of combat they had yeah just like exploration and duels like very high stakes fights every now and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just like you versus your best friend who betrayed you you versus yeah. the con you versus spoilers you're a d- <laughs> yeah and then what that, do you do in the end again we had, we had talked about that a little bit um i thought that that was the best part of the game for me yeah definitely um, s- similar sort of thing like i didn't really like i, I knew kind of what they were doing with the story of the game but until that point i didn't realize that they were going to make it that explicit and like i think for the better like i, I really liked that the, the way that the game ended and sort of the the choice that you were presented with at the end of it yeah no i thought the i thought the ending was really good yeah yeah no it's it, it's interesting I, I i don't really have this problem of being like feeling uh compelled or like responsible mm-hmm. i think i have a harder time role playing as any given character at any given time hmm. Unless it's like truly a created a character and I can do kind of whatever. Sure. If it's just like a character that's kind of predetermined, I don't, it's hard for me to kind of put myself in their shoes and it's more like I'm watching the story play out. Sure. Rather than like really getting in there. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard for me to step out of the fact that like, this is a video game and like, I see the bird, I, I see what the designers are trying to do. Like, I, I'm good. I'm not going to follow the bird. I'm, I'm, I'm good, y'all. Or like, 
anything like that. And but so, what if it's a million dollars, Chase? It's fine, man. I got a good sword. I don't need it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's usually, I think, the damn breaking for me is like, what could possibly be the reward behind this? Right? Sometimes it's a cool hat. Sometimes it's a cool hat. But like at, at a certain point, I'm like, I got the hat that I want. I like this hat. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like I'm kicking everybody's ass. It's not like I need better gear or something like that, it's you true. know? Yeah. So a, a this this happened to me uh, kind of recently in Horizon Forbidden West, where I was like just really working through the quests mm-hmm. and like all the side quests and all the things on the map, and I was like, actually, I just want to see what happens in this video game, and then yeah. just like let's go totally ignored everything else. Like, all yep. right, I'm just doing this. Yep, yep. Which I I I think it's good that they accommodate both of those like play styles. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. Like, of course, this conversation is still pretty pretty hot hot on the press. Fresh, it's hot fresh. Off the press? I don't know. I, I don't know why I was trying to make a weird, like, uh, new slang there. Hot off the fresh. It's hot off the fresh. You heard it here first, <laughs> at video game pontimism. But, like, this is obviously being compared to Elden Ring, and Elden Ring takes a very different tact. As I've said on the show before, I think these games are doing totally different things, um, including Ghost of Tsushima. I think it's much more in line with, like, the the Horizon model. And I don't think either of them are really any better than the other. It's just kind of, like, what your brain gravitates towards. Yeah. And like I like I said, I don't I don't have the same affliction that it sounds like you did at the end of this game. I can kind of just ignore it and feel totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like the moment I feel guilt about a digital character, I'm like, uh, it's fucking just numbers and zeros. I'm I'm gonna go fight some more samurai. Yeah, it's it's more probably healthy. Maybe, but it's it's certain. Like I think I I fall into the ding a little bit there, where I'm like, I just pick the thing that I want to do, and then that's my thing. Fall into like, the I ding. I only want to do the main. <laughs> return of the ding of lord, the ding. lord of the dings return you find of the ding. like two dings you want to you want a ding and you're just like all other dings are dead to me <laughs> i think like that's it's not always talked about just because this game these kinds of games are very in your face with how many options there are but i do kind of enjoy how how many of them are optional mm-hmm. like you don't have to do a lot of this shit and so i think it is kind of nice that you can carve your own path in that way mm-hmm. i i do agree that like i find myself enjoying the model more where it's just your sense of discovery that is pushing you forward yeah of like what to do mm-hmm. like in breath of the wild or now elden ring but I, I i don't think i'm necessarily in on the side of the argument that is saying that like elden ring is the end-all be-all for for open world games or breath of the wild is the end-all be-all like that's the way it should be or whatever sure because there's you know there's not a right way to design a game there's always so, room like, there is always room. And I think that like, I, I don't know. I just read, I read things from people who say like, I do like Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon Forbidden West. And I don't like Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Like they prefer that kind of open world design. And I don't, I don't think that's people being contrarian. No, like, no, I'm, I'm sure there are people who enjoy that. And so like, I, I do want to make that like a, a pretty valid way to view these games. And yeah. I'd say I'm probably sort more towards the middle of enjoying like both of them, but for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like El- playing Elden Ring is a very different experience than playing Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. I, no, I believe that. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. No, no, no. It's no, just yeah, me like realizing something about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like want to turn the volume down a little bit. Yeah. Right. And just be like, let's just let's just enjoy this beautiful, masterfully created environment, and just like yeah. vibe for a second, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I totally hear you, and I I wasn't necessarily responding to you, but more so just the the things that I read on the internet. Sure, sure, the conversation at large. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Nice, sick, cool game. Good, damn. Is that the second game you beat? Yeah. Damn. There's another in there. There's another one. <laughs> it's been it's been a month. 
It has been a month. That is a long time for for us gamers. I'm a I'm a hungry, hungry gamer. What what else have you been playing? <laughs> um, yeah, let me tell you about another one. So we're we're twisting into the Steam Deck uh, oh, territory oh here. Twisting. Been playing a lot of Steam Deck recently. Nice. It's I, I mentioned this a little bit on the last one, but I'll I'll bring it up here again. Just kind of my experience with it. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think for what I'm using it for, it's just like perfect. This tiny little indie game machine. Mm-hmm. It's it's super enjoyable to play through the games that like I don't really want to sit down on my computer to play. It's a, so for that, it's it's totally perfect. I really love it. It's like just powerful enough to run those kinds of games without really much of an issue at all. Uh-huh. But there's like edge cases here and there. We're like oh, I expected that to run better, but uh, by and large, it's totally fine. So yeah, it's been really good for that. It's it's very good at emulation. So I've been playing a couple of older games mm-hmm. as well. But nice. uh, the first one that I want to talk about that I'm playing on the Steam Deck is this game called Graveyard Keeper. Oh, is it a deck building roguelike? This is not a deck building roguelike. That's coming. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a game made by Lazy Bear Studios. It is this like kind of life sim game a little bit mm-hmm. that reminds me of like Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon or something like that. Yeah. Um, with like a little bit more of a an edgy twist to it. Ooh. You you can farm, so like that is there. But your main responsibility, at least in the beginning of the game, is that you're a graveyard keeper, and so uh, you will be delivered bodies that you have to. Uh, you know prepare to be buried or burned depending on what you prefer Uh either one has like totally valid things that come from that and then you get paid by these like burial certificates initially that you like sell to the innkeeper to be like look i'm doing my job Mm -hmm. and the way the game unfolds is uh you meet a bunch of people and essentially they you have a little friendship meter with all of them um, that is a lot more you gamified. A meter. <laughs> it's it's a little bit more gamified than like Stardew Valley or something like that. Where in Stardew, it's like you just have to give somebody like a golden potato every now and then, and then they'll be like, "I'm your best friend. Let's get married." Like a golden, <laughs> like a fried potato, like a golden brown potato, or just like an actually golden potato. A potato made out of gold. No, actually, I don't think that's really a thing. It's just like weird shit that you would never give to someone in real life. Hmm. But this one is more gamified and sort of reminds me of how Link's Awakening works, Hmm. where you have this like web of people that you need to like satisfy and one of them will give you an item that will you have to give to somebody else that will then give you a a key to some place that will unlock something else. And you sort of just have to like untangle this web of like satisfying everybody's needs, right? Sure. Which I I find pretty fun. Like I find that a a fun way to engage with the game because a lot of them it's like, you know, either gated behind your ability to go down into a mine and fight people or uh, your ability to make money or raise really good crops or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so you have these sort of like benchmarks with a bunch of different people that you're supposed to get to. And the way that you get there is through these like mechanics that are very Stardew Valley-ish. So I think that like that setup of the game is is pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's very satisfying and like there's a lot to do. So you really don't ever feel like you're like, I don't know what to do. It's like you got 80 things that are always kind of simmering on the back burner, right? Sure. Okay, let me go check if my crops have finished growing or if the zombies that you can resurrect to do some of the work for you have uh, finished their mining or whatever Mm -hmm. and stuff like that to the point where it it starts to feel pretty good. I uh, will say that that's a double edged sword because the first 20 hours or so I was pretty clear about what I needed to be doing at any given moment. Uh Um, And then after that, it's like I kind of started just like spinning my wheels and getting stuck. Mm in the mud a little bit of my ding boy tendencies (laughs) 
<laughs> because I was kind of on autopilot of like, okay, here's kind of the route that I'll run during a, an in-game week, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go check for the uh, the latest delivery of bodies. I'm going to extract the blood from the bodies so that I can make potions and I'm going to burn them. And then I'm going to take the, you know, yada, yada, yada down to the end to get blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Right. You had it planned out. I had it planned out. And eventually I was realizing I'm not doing any of the quests. I'm just doing my routine. Like you're just dinging. I'm just dinging. Like I'm not doing any of the actual stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I found that kind of challenging. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Like I need to kind of put myself back on the track of let me figure out what I actually need to be doing. And I, what I realized is that as you go on, the quests just get more complicated, right? So you need like, you know, a number of series of things that you have a string together to do. Um, and it was just hard to keep those things in my brain at any given moment, in mm-hmm. addition to the the world running on a clock. So like I was at, at a certain point, I was just like, I God, it's hard to hold all of these things in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then also like, okay, I have to do this. Here's my here's my goal. I have to, you know, dig up a skeleton to give to this guy. <laughs> to do that, I need this recipe. Mm-hmm. I can't just like pin that recipe to my sidebar so that I don't have to like memorize it. Mm. And so I'll run from like my garden down to my basement and then be like, fuck, what did I need down here? And then like get distracted with something else and then just like spin off on some other fucking quest. And so like this game was pretty challenging of my focus at a certain point. Like <laughs> I realized that, yeah. like, I can't watch TV and play this game anymore. I have to just play this game Damn. so that I can, like, focus and actually That's demanding of you. It's very bizarre because it, it's not like that in the beginning. It just sort of turns into that. Or at least it did for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are a lot more focused than I am, but finding myself just doing tasks without really realizing, like, what I was actually doing. You were, like, a quarter way completing a bunch of different things, it sounds like. I was a quarter of the way and then kind of just made up my own quest that wasn't progressing the game (laughs) was just like okay i always got to make speed potions because it makes the game a lot more enjoyable and then i'm gonna go build like burial urns so that i can up the rating of my graveyard Uh and like that tops out at a certain point i'm not doing that for anything i could just ignore the bodies if i want to if i just wanted to progress the story and so like i i may sound dumb here i kind of needed a quest log like i kind of <laughs> needed something to be just like tracking on the side uh-huh. of my screen like okay you have eight of the necessary you know materials that you're gonna need for the next quest or whatever mm-hmm. but uh that's that's where i was at with that one yeah next time you want a game to be uh less hands-on remember this moment <laughs> <laughs> yes no i mean like i'm i'm fully open for games just like being okay telling you what to do yeah. it should i i definitely think be an option to turn that sort of stuff off mm, right that'd like, be nice it would be very cool in ghost of tsushima if you're like i don't want to see anything i just want to like have to focus on the wind like give me a really shitty map of the island and mm-hmm. that's how i like navigate this place mm, that'd be fun but in this one, I, ne- I needed that quest log, man. I needed something to be tracking it so I didn't have to hold all these pieces of information in my brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt like I was on the ding treadmill. <laughs> like I was running, but I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't the worst thing, but at, like at a certain point, I was like, wait, why am I even playing this game? And so I had to like, Exactly. Like what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, but I am enjoying it still. Like that's, that's all to say I, did, I have enjoyed my time with this game. Yeah, you it's, said it's you put pretty in like good. 20 hours so far at least, right? Um, un- unfortunately, I put in about 50, David. <laughs> <laughs> my God. That's more than I put into Skosa Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's a Steam Deck, dude. It's like I, I can just do this whenever. So is your like, is your yeah. Nintendo Switch crying a little bit right now? It's, yeah, yeah. I just edited the last episode. You asked me that exact question. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I remembered. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I couldn't remember if we were just running down the same track that we had already tried. But you, you were, time. you were, you were. Last episode, you were pretty convinced. Like, ah, no, I still got my. I still like play my Switch for some things, but <laughs> I'm sure there will be things that I return to my Switch for, namely maybe 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Ooh. Go listen. Go listen to season three of Async. Plug. Uh, plug. <laughs> Um, but, um, I, I think my choice will be to invest more in like these $10 indie games that like have a lot of shit going on Mm. rather than like, do I really need to buy $60 Kirby right now? Like maybe I could just wait on that one. Yeah. It's a lot for Kirby, but I've heard that game. It's a lot for Kirby. I I know that's the issue is it does look pretty good. Yeah. Do you want to tell me about another game you're playing, David? Yeah, I can. Cool. I've started Sable. Whoa. Hell yeah. Love this is interesting i played a little bit of sable too i'm interested to hear where you're at with this oh you also have played this this last week uh no not this last week but i did play it gotcha. a while ago yeah I'm, I'm talking about this one now because it is the opposite type of open world game as ghost of tsushima is yeah no very open i'm really enjoying it so far because of that right yeah. it is it is it knows how to string my curiosity along as mm-hmm. opposed to just give me all these these things. And it was a very nice kind of change of pace after I beat Ghost yeah. of Tsushima to pl- load this one up uh, and start playing it. Yeah. And it it definitely has so much Breath of the Wild in it. So <laughs> yeah, much. It does. It's it does. explore, climb, and glide are, mm-hmm. are the, the mechanics of the game. It has like a very cordoned off beginning area where you learn how to do things. Yep. But I'm really, I'm, I'm really quite enjoying this. I love the, the sense of kind of the bittersweet tone of the game mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know, I'm moving on into this next phase of my life where I get to choose what I want to be. But now my family that who I've lived with is gone. It's just like, because they know that they have to just like cut the cord. Otherwise I'm just going to come back. Yeah. It's like, it's a, like the setup of the game is that you're getting ready to no longer be a part of your tribe, which I think they're like nomadic. Like they don't stay very long in one place. Yeah. They're like nomads in the desert. And whenever mm-hmm. one of their, their clans people goes off on their gliding, they call it where you right, go and yeah. explore the dunes. They then, love that. they then move somewhere else so that they can't come back to them or at least not right, right away until they, go and find out what they want to do with their life it has very much a lot of like uh it's time to go to college vibes for me (laughs) yeah definitely yeah all that sense of like oh there's so much i could do i have so much more freedom now i can Mm -hmm. i can kind of do and be whatever i want to be now because i'm all the way in texas and no one knows me (laughs) so yeah but i'm i'm really enjoying it i got i'm in the badlands right now with yeah. the the big old bones on the pillars have you seen <laughs> yeah. that part mm-hmm. it's very good it's real cool I definitely yeah. spent a long time just climbing the bones i was like well i'm going up there that's for sure but I, yeah and I, I i i love how it's just there's barely even any quest lines it's just they give you that one yeah. quest in the beginning of go meet this other machinist somewhere else mm-hmm. And then the rest of it's just like, oh, I'm just going to wander in this cave and see what's in here. Oh, there's a person in here. They're giving me a quest. And it just kind of goes from there. And like once you get three badges, you can just end the game if you want. (laughs) You know, you can just be like, oh, I'm good. Um, Or you can explore further and get as many badges as you can. It just really gives you that whole entire ability to be and do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Like right from the get go. It's very cool. Yeah, that they like nailed 
that being both of the gameplay and the narrative mm-hmm. like that they're trying to tell the story of someone kind of finding their footing in this like world that they exist in and that like you are also supposed to do that as the player like i think that yeah. that's it's, it it makes it really effective when you know especially in the beginning like when when your tribe left i felt like kind of a gut punch like oh fuck like they're really gone yeah i felt sad me too like i'm just out here on my own mm-hmm not to mention the like the the sequence that plays right after that where you get on your like with the music, speeder bike Japanese yeah. breakfast. oh my god so good it was so vibey was... it was I, I in my notes for this one i said a whole damn vibe this game <laughs> it was, yeah it was great it was so good it's just it reminded it reminded me a lot of uh a lot of the stuff that they do in death stranding where like they'll just start playing music every now and then and like mm-hmm. it's it it the game i assume knows that you're probably just going to be in this sequence for a little while and so they're like we we know that like now is a good time to play the intro or whatever mm-hmm. and i think that works so well in both in both instances mm-hmm. I, I think it's rare for a game to play cutscene music over gameplay but it definitely feels like damn why haven't we been doing this yeah and and it, it just hits like that that moment hit really hard of like i'm out here on my own now this is it mm-hmm. I, I i didn't beat this game i i, I kind of want to go back to it because like there was Right when it dropped, there was a little bit of like a performance issue that was kind of making me nauseous while I was playing it. Mm. Um, like there's a weird stuttering to the point where I was like, I don't know that I can like do this for another couple hours. It's still there. Dang it. Maybe <laughs> not quite as bad, but yeah. here's how to fix it is to go into the menu mm-hmm. and then change the, the line thickness mm-hmm. to light. Oh, okay. And then it's, nice. and then it's fine. But you nice. lose some of the visual style for sure. Sure. But the the game runs totally smooth if you do that. Perfect. Yeah, because that was like really the only thing that was stopping me. That's that's the one thing. It's just like perform like frame rate issues. I feel like such a, a, sh- a shithead gamer saying this. I know, me too. But like when it runs smoothly, it is like gorgeous, and it has like this natural kind of stuttering effect to it. So then when the frame right, rate yeah. does drop, it gets like really stuttery. That was my issue with it. Was that like half of it was visual style, and it seemed like half of it was not. Mm-hmm. And so like both of those combined, just I eventually was like, it's hard for me to look at this. Yeah. But if I I can at least remedy the one that's not on purpose that would be so cool yeah just change the line thickness but i'm really enjoying this game yeah i've already have three badges but i just want to keep exploring i just want to explore all the different biomes i'm a big biome person yeah yeah i really love the the pillars in this second mm-hmm. place with the just like looking up and being like oh there's bones up there and there's smoke coming from on top. So there's people living up there. So I got to go and figure it out and just like letting you figure out how to get up there. You know, it's just exploring. Yeah. yeah. I also like just the sound effects of the game. Yeah, they do a good sound design here. Yeah, it's like very unique, like post-apocalyptic, futuristic kind of stuff vibe going mm-hmm. on that they, they nail pretty well. And I like that my glider bike is like somewhat sentient seemingly yeah it's great yeah um simoon i think is what it is its Mm -hmm. name yeah but yeah just a a a very unique and interesting game like it's like they just took some of the more bare bones elements of i I really feel like it's a breath of the wild uh homage in many ways and how it it plays out just no combat which is not bad honestly yeah no i agree yeah just just really really interesting nice calm open world really good game to play before you go to bed i'll have to go back to this because it's like i feel like this game gets left out a lot of the like breath of the wild elden ring conversation and like 
I get the temptation to say like it's taking the wrong things from Breath of the Wild, right? Like it's got the glider and like, Mm -hmm. you know, this kind of desolate world. But I do think this game does deliver on some of the stuff that like is present in both of those. Like you were saying, sort of there's this like pull to go through the world of like, I don't know necessarily what I'm supposed to do right now. Yeah. And that being part of the narrative, I think like is really, really good. Yeah. I also like that there's definitely a a right way to like go over the dunes in the glider. <laughs> yeah, and you kind of have to figure that out on your own. Because yeah, if you, you just, just learn it, yeah. if you just try to yeet yourself over the dunes, <laughs> you're going to go nowhere fast. You definitely have to go through with a little bit of care, which mm-hmm. is, which was, I also appreciated. Like, oh, it's much faster if I just actually don't try to go through the air all the time. <laughs> yeah. If you kind of slow down towards the peak so you can just coast right down uh-huh. the, like incline of it. And yeah. then gravity no, just takes you. Yeah. It's great. The glider in this game is very good. It's like, just talk about like design wise the little like red trail that's following you the whole time it's uh-huh. like, so cool yeah. it looks so good it, it, it does really look great yeah fun game fun game fun game hey we got more games to talk about what if we just like put the middle song the transition right here and then just talk about more games sure you cool want that yeah sick more of the same it's the same thing we're doing the same segment some more <laughs> uh, out of curiosity do you have a optimistic thing do i have a optimistic thing i do yeah what is um it? it's it's cranks crank cranks cr- cr- <laughs> christmas with the cranks cranks cr- christmas with the cranks but not not cranks. not christmas with the cranks but just cranks, cranks. sure um because what's your, of the what's your favorite crank <laughs> <laughs> me today um mm. no it's the play date oh sure enough yeah it's out and the reviews are dropping and i know yeah people seem to really like it and i just love how weird it is it is very bizarre yeah. for people who don't know this is like a little tiny looking like game boy mini essentially yeah with a crank on the side it yes. is a monochrome screen and there's a, a directional pad an a button a b button and the crank and that's it yep and it comes preloaded with a bunch of different games that use this crank to mm-hmm. varying degrees but all the reviewers who have played it so far seem to really like it and apparently yeah. you can more games will come out for it you just have to like download them i think yeah yeah so and i was watching some of the reviews and like the the screen actually works looks beautiful Mm -hmm. like in motion it has a very high refresh rate yeah it looks pretty good so it's not like a like an old like a game and watch or anything like that it's very smooth right and i'm really interested to to try it i don't know if i want to spend 180 dollars i know to play or, it like wait the year and a half that it'll take to get here or the wait the year and a half or just convince my boss that we need to get one for our clinic because this is a fine motor uh oh, gold yeah, sure mine enough. right here it's i true. could definitely just give this one to my patients and just have them go to town play a game <laughs> that lateral pinch right there i see you lateral pinch looks good looks great but i just Crushing. think it's it's this very interesting kind of like boutique yeah platform that we haven't really seen something like this before. It's like the first indie platform. Yeah, it's true. Right? Not made by one of the big companies, not big tech companies or anything like that, but just by a small startup that's just like, hey, let's just do something different and interesting. Yeah, let's build this weird little console. Let's, be, let's build this weird little thing. It's got a crank. Here we go. Love that crank. 
Cranks. I feel like, <laughs> Christmas with the cranks. I feel Christmas like with the cranks. I feel like a Wario wear would be great on this thing. I know. Yeah, that's just immediately perfect. Mm-hmm. Like they could, you could make eighty games out of a crank for sure, easily. And you don't have to use the crank if you don't want. Yeah, it's true. Why you wouldn't? I don't know why you'd spend so much money to not use the crank. But yeah. whatever, whatever floats your boat. Just get the get the people who made Spookware to make the the Spookware. Pl- the, the Playdate there you, version. There you go. But yeah. I think it's just really interesting. I just loved seeing the creativity and people taking a risk. For sure. Yeah, no, totally. I wish I had ordered one, but I did not. Then Mm. your Steam Deck would be on the side crying. Replaced by a much smaller device. Mm. Can't tell you about a podmistic thing that I'm juiced on this week. Oh, let the juice loose, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You had to pause after that one. It staggered me. My poise wasn't high enough to withstand (laughs) that one. I broke I broke through your yeah, your yeah. Uh, shield defense. My defense, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm hitting those tasty hit points right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unblocked damage. Yes. My optimistic thing is the response that we got to our hundredth episode. That was mm. so cool. Yeah. People uh, seem to really like it. People seem to like it, and I liked making it. So that was very cool. Yeah, it was great. Got some some kind words from friends. Mm-hmm. Got some kind words from folks on the internet. It was great. I also like loved hearing from the people who got their stuff right on the show. Like, oh my God, I love that. It was great. That was, that was very cool. No, it was, I was, I, I think I talked to you about that afterwards. So it's just like, I was amazed that so many people actually took time <laughs> to write like these thoughtful answers to that question. So yeah. many of them were so thoughtful and so, so yeah. just genuinely nice, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. great to see how other people interpreted that question and interacted with with us that way it was really really cool really special yeah yeah Yeah, it was very cool so it's got me got me hyped on on podcasting david you mean juiced juiced it's got me juiced on podcasting letting loosen with that juicing (laughs) christ alive i tried to block the same move that you did last time but you came around the other side you fainted left and parried me at the last second i knew you would be expecting it yeah can i tell you about some more video games that i'm playing uh yeah i'm sorry i will will try to refrain from any other juice loose juice uh, references references for the rest of the pod just first for time's sake thank you (laughs) i'm gonna tell you about two games one of them is for the warp for the warp for the warp this is a deck building roguelike. Ooh, game. here we go. We at it again. It's been a little while. Yeah. I will say it's been a little bit. You've, you've been off the juice. I've been off the juice. Parried. I'm doing okay. <laughs> but um, back on it. Some would say you're letting loose. I have let loose. Sorry, I lied and... so much when I said I was <laughs> going to refrain from Just a straight face lie. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking for every opportunity. I, I really am. I apologize to everybody. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a damn liar. Anyways, continue. <laughs> So it is a deck building roguelike where you play as like a spaceship. Oh, cool. Presumably somebody is is piloting it, but mm-hmm. that's not really your concern. Where you are trying to get from like one end of the galaxy to another, you're trying to like escape something. The intricacies of the story are not something that I am really digging into that hard because it's just kind of repetitive. Takes a huge influence from FTL. Like that is that is on pretty much right there. Like even even in the name, right? Like they they abbreviated to uh ftw which feels like for the win which feels a little bit challenging to me personally sure yeah because it's like old internet speak it's very 2010 funny yeah which like you know power to you i don't i don't want to yuck anybody's yum as we say but every time like there's whenever you finish a battle big letters come up that say uh ftw Mm. like you did it 
for the win for for the warp please like i'm expecting like a a, a four panel rage comic to show up at the like bottom oh left of the God. screen or something rage com- what a dark time on internet humor <laughs> it's very the bad. dark Doesn't... ages of internet humor not funny stuff uh but regardless it is like definitely a deck building roguelike at its heart like the ftl comparison is there and like they definitely take a little bit of it in the structure of the game but the mechanics of it from you know just the actual like fighting of it is very very different um which which i can appreciate mm-hmm. it is gorgeous like the art of it looks really really good oh, yeah. um i think it's pixel art but it's like very highly dense pixel art to the point where it just looks like incredible it is one of these games on steam deck where uh it is kind of required you kind of need a mouse to play it Ooh. But because the trackpad on the Steam Deck works pretty well for that, this has like been a really good application mm. of that part of the Steam Deck. Because like you are doing a lot of like clicking cards that are in your hand and then pointing them towards an enemy or something like that. Yeah. And that like doesn't feel good on an analog stick, but it feels pretty good on a trackpad. Sure. And so like I've I've that was sort of my first introduction to like, oh, I think I could play games like this on the Steam Deck. So I was pretty excited about that. Okay. I have found that its depth is not super deep, at least for my money. I, of course, had to download Slay the Spire and play that a little bit on the Steam Deck because like, why not? Yeah. And comparing those two games are kind of tough. Like, I think Slay the Spire really hit like a very good balance of like, this feels like you can build a lot of different kinds of decks. Mm-hmm. where in for the warp i felt like i was really building kind of the same thing over and over again sure and if i didn't build the good thing sure that like i would not beat a run right yeah not to mention like i did beat it and so far as i can tell there weren't the sort of like standard deck building roguelike stuff where you're supposed to like layer on different kinds of challenges for yourself mm. add some heat exactly yeah I, that feels like almost a requirement for these kind of games now to make their longevity a little bit you know bigger to layer on more difficulty for yourself and i I don't know if it's just like an early access or something and maybe I'm missing it, but it seemed like, like, oh, okay, I guess that's, I guess that's the game. Mm-hmm. I, I I do wonder if like maybe just the scope of this game is that big and like, that's okay. I think like, it, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Sure. But you, but, you uh, want, you want that though. It sounds like. I think so. I, I, I think I would have liked to have seen that. It doesn't make the actual experience of the game worse though. It just means that I'm done with it pretty early. I didn't put that many hours into this game. I'm like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm finished. Like there's five different <laughs> ships that you can play that all have different kinds of cards that you use to mm-hmm. like fight. A lot of them are like more shields based where you can build up a higher shield pool. Um, these are the ones that are much more like aggressive uh, focused where you're supposed to like do a lot of damage all at once or some that have no shields and like they have a lot of like droids that you send out to go fight the other team or whatever. Yeah. And so like the, the, archetypes of decks that they have are really interesting but it does feel like the ones that you unlock later are the ones that like actually kick ass and the ones that are in the beginning are like a little bit weaker right Hmm. so anyway it just felt like the game that i played was unlock some ships get the good ones and then beat the game and that's it right sure so i'd be interested to kind of like track this game and see like does more content come out do they do more um actual like layering on of difficulty or add more ships or something like that because like i think if you're gonna do the ftl mode like you have to make it so difficult that it's like a lifetime achievement just to even beat the game sure <laughs> you know yeah because like i think I, I think i beat ftl once in like the many many hours Damn. that i played that game that's a tough game yeah that's a that's a tough game so yeah that's that's kind of kind of my thoughts on that one cool sounds fun i will tell you about another game real quick so we can go back to back one more time until the end of this it is another 
deck building road back, oh David. Oh my god, you really are going back to back. I know, yeah. Um, it's called Gordian Quest. Gordian Quest? Gordian Quest. Like Flash Gordian? Uh, G-O-R-D-I-A-N. Gordian. Oh, okay. This, I, so, this game, it has a deck building roguelike part of it. Oh. Like, that is, that is a mode in this game. And I thought that was going to be the only mode. And I was fully on board. Uh-huh. It also has a like kind of story mode campaign thing uh-huh. which i am loving oh. i'm really into this okay it's it's as if they took like the loop of the typical roguelike for deck builder games and just extend that out right like you have a lot more control over which cards are going into your deck that's controlled a lot through like the equipment that you have mm-hmm. and you just have base cards that each of these like characters in your party that you can recruit actually has um, there's like a world map that you can get, get certain quests of like, hey, there's like these zombies that are trying to attack this town. Um, we need you to go push them back and then go into their like dungeon and fight them. Uh, and then, you know, we'll give you better shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. The actual like combat of the game is like you're in this uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, there's like a three by three or I think four by three side of your team and then a four by three side of the other team of just little like nodes essentially yeah enemies can spawn on the other side and you can your three people or more can be on the other side sure sounds like mega man battle network a a little bit yeah (laughs) um and uh, the way that the the way that the game plays out is you uh roll like literally initiative like in D &D, Uh and uh, you just go through your characters and they each pull different kinds of cards out of their deck to to fight reminds me a lot of steam world quest i don't know sure i think i think i talked about that on the show like really early on Uh But yeah, and, and I liked that game quite a bit. I was surprised that I haven't seen more games like this that are less focused on the roguelike part of the deck building and more just the deck building. So uh, yeah, it's it's a good game. I'm really enjoying it. The art is really good, like very, very high quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is much bigger than I was expecting it to be. Like the map is gigantic. There's a bunch of axe in it, like ACT axe. Mm-hmm. And like it's gen- generally just like really enjoyable to kind of like hone your deck for a longer amount of time than the than the roguelikes uh, normally give you. Sure. Campaign deck. Yeah, a little bit. And like I like that. I I I like the deck building parts of these games outside of it being a roguelike. Mm. Um which is really fun. Feels more um, like Yu-Gi-Oh at that point. A little bit, yeah. Uh which which, you know, no Why no not? no complaints. No complaints. So yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying that. I love that I can sort of like put time into it and I get farther in the quests. I love the influence from D&D that it has. Um there are often times uh these like situations that'll come up where, you know, you'll come across like, I don't know, somebody in the woods who wants to arm wrestle or something like that. <laughs> And you can choose one of your three characters to uh, like challenge them or something. It's literally like they literally show you a 20 sided die that you're rolling with like a, a, a strength modifier uh-huh. from one of your characters because these are just like all stats. And so like it, it, it becomes like an actual game of D&D where you like you literally hear a dice roll uh-huh. and see like the number that comes up. It's like, hey, you pass this skill check. That's Here's cool. what happens. Yeah, it's great. It's really fun. Like, I love it when games, like, take a little bit directly from D&D like that. Mm-hmm. And they're very simple stats, right? I think it's only strength, agility, and intelligence. Like, you don't have a full character sheet of everything. It's very straightforward. And so, like, it's not a hard system to grok at all. But yeah, I was... Th- this game came out in, like, 2020. So, like, mm. I, tot- I totally missed, missed it. it. When if you has escaped my grasp? <laughs> yeah, but now the Steam Deck is out and nobody can run forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so, all the deck uh, building roguelikes see you just looking at them through the steam deck screen just in scatter. terror whenever i look at an, <laughs> a, a deck building roguelike it's like the eye of sauron has suddenly 
cast its gaze they're, on the they're just hiding game. behind football manager 2020 <laughs> like he won't look here and i won't to be fair so that's a good hiding spot <laughs> uh anyway yeah, I'm, quest, I'm, I'm really <laughs> i'm really loving this game the story is like fairly straightforward there's nothing like really mind-blowing going on in there but it's like pulling pulling me along enough that i'm i'm into it i mm-hmm. like this game like just purely on the basis of the mechanics so far nice. it's very good oh yeah i like i i love this avalanche of indie games that's currently happening to me that's how it's really uh kind of selling me on the steam deck of wanting to get one yeah of like i could just have an indie game machine slash uh something to play actual rts's on yeah <laughs> i i am done on those two what okay. other games have you been playing david um should i do a small one or one that i really want to gush on now either one whatever you're feeling drawn to drawn to maybe save your your gusher for the end yeah that's what i was thinking gushers okay so uh, I've been desperately trying to find a new game to play with Mallory since we've beaten It Takes Two. Yeah. So we've tried Moving Out. Oh, yeah. Play this a little bit. Very clearly influenced by Overcooked. Yeah, Exceptionally uh, influenced by Overcooked. Um, yeah. Not not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I, I enjoy it, but I don't think it differentiates itself enough from Overcooked. Um, mm-hmm. And the, way that, the ways that it does differ, I don't know if I like it as much it feels like the controls feel a little bit wonkier Mm -hmm. and i think they're trying to go for that in like kind of like a quap ish type of way of like oh look how (laughs) much stuff you destroy in this house when you try to take things out yeah and i do enjoy the mechanic of like having to work together to lift things out yeah it's just as i don't don't know if it has that same pool for me Mm -hmm. as like an overcooked does whereas overcooked you can really get into a flow of doing things whereas this is like controlled chaos the whole way through and it's a little bit yeah. more stressful in that way but I, I i enjoy it it's fun i want to see where it goes from here i want to mm-hmm. start doing some like double decker homes or something like that to see what happens <laughs> yeah and jumping through a window is always fun yeah it does feel good. always fun to just jump through a window and also to <laughs> eat a turtle because uh, there's this turtle that kept on like messing with us like would not yeah leave us alone for some reason i don't know why it did nothing to this turtle and just decided that it was going to mess with me so Peta, that's that's my excuse if you come for me yeah yeah sure but but yeah it's it's fun it's it's good not not great but it, it's fun it's a, it's a good uh game in that genre of multiplayer kind of isometric uh co-op games i had a pretty similar experience like i played with m a while back as well and like agree with you that i didn't have quite the same drive to play it like we did with overcooked I feel like I I really wanted to play Overcooked a lot whenever we weren't playing it. Except that one time we played it all together, four of us. Four, four is too many people. Out. I got stressed. About out. Couldn't do that one. But every time with Overcooked, it felt like, okay, the levels are short enough. I can sort of focus on my thing. She can focus on hers and like, we can do this. Whereas moving out feels a little bit more like, I don't know, stressful. Like I, I usually walked out of the levels like, holy shit, that was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And also it feels like required a little bit more like fine motor skills than I was always ready to be doing. Sure. You know, like it is kind of hard. Yeah. And so like, I, I yeah, I, I didn't find quite as much like total visceral joy as I did in Overcooked. But like, you're right, it is still like pretty fun. So like good, good mm-hmm. is like the, the feeling from this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's good. It's a good game. It's we good just games. did good games. Moving mm. out. We just mm. did good games. Here, hold on. Uh, hit some, hit me with some hot stats, Chase. Hot stats. Hot stats. Came out April 28th of 2020. Ooh. Uh, published by Team 17. Developed by SMG Studios, Devon Games. I uh, have a review from me that I translated through Google Translate in my head. When you drive the car, it behooves cows to separate 
the unity of our people. But, and if you do, then, turtle. Did you just do an impersonation of Google Translate? <laughs> I did, Dave. David, I've been reading was... these for 100 episodes. I feel like I can kind of get it. <laughs> that was pretty good. An approximation of a Google you Translate. Were, you, you were going and you got into the groove. You closed his eyes and he communed I had to, with I had the to void. Shut out. I had to shut out all other stimulus to really bring it home. <laughs> he started to hear Papa Google whisper into his ear <laughs> what he wanted to say. Chase is the mouth of Google. The Google whispers. The Google whispers. And I listen. My God. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, anyway, yeah, those good games. Cool. It's good games of the week. Here we go. <laughs> Can I tell you about another game that I'm playing? Yeah, let's hear it. Also, also mostly a short one because I've talked about it at length before. Yeah, sure. Um, I beat Elden Ring for the second time. Magic user? This game is good, man. Yeah, I was playing a Magic user. The game went fast the second time around. Yeah. I think A, because I was playing a Magic user and like didn't quite have to struggle quite as hard as I did the first time. Mm -hmm. I will say that like I think I played this game maybe not the right way <laughs> the first time. <laughs> Uh -oh. I think the the game really wants you to use magic. And like, I was so determined to just play like the anchor boy who just swung his big dang anchor around uh -huh. that. I think I like, I probably should have put a few points into intelligence and like got like a spell at least. Like I played no magic throughout the first run, mm -hmm. kind of playing it like the rest of the Dark Souls series. And like, I don't think that, I think it's a lot easier if you don't do that. Like if you have like just one spell, it's pretty, pretty helpful, let alone like a whole suite of these damn things. Sure. No, you were, you were you were role playing Chase. That was pure role playing right there. You were As you were big, you were the danker, the big doofus. Big who just doofus wants to beat, beat the game. Mm -hmm. That's I don't know how much role is Ungus in role Bungus. playing there. Supreme <laughs> swing swinging my anky <laughs> anky. So yeah, I I think it speaks to the quality of this game um, that I immediately played another run just right through and had. An amazing time. Mm -hmm. It's still really, really enjoyable. I, of course, like played similar stuff, you know, the second time I discovered new stuff too, but like, you know, I played a fair amount of this game already. And so like, it's not like it's totally new content anymore, but it's still just so fun to like go through and play it and like have a good time, especially just because like the, the way that I'm playing now is very different than what I was playing before. Mm -hmm. I will say a lot easier, which like is kind of nice. Yeah. Like I don't have, I don't have to struggle quite as hard. Um, I also know like the spots now that I can go and like farm for runes. runes. Uh, so it does, it's not as hard to, to level up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking good game. I, I've, I've talked it to death. I feel like in the last couple episodes, but like, yeesh, this is, it's a good one, man. That's a good video game. Did you understand the story better this time around? No, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying like to be fair. I was like, I'm just going to skip through the dialogue. Like again, the, the wave of fancy British people telling me the story of Elden Ring has start start to hit. Yeah, and so like I'm I've mostly just been watching those, which are interesting. They're fun, mm -hmm. but yeah, I just that's that's not why I'm there. I'm I'm there to like go have an adventure. Cool, and it delivered on that. It was it was really really good. I super enjoyed it. It's good. It's a good fucking video game. That's nice. all. That's all I gotta say. I oh, just yeah. I, I love my time with it. I think, like I was saying, I think this playstyle maybe is a better fit for this game. Uh -huh. At least for me. I felt myself enjoying the world a lot more this time and maybe mm. just like the pressure of needing to beat it was off. Sure. And I could kind of just like wander through at my own pace and be like, oh, I'm just hanging out, doing my doing my thing. Mm -hmm. That it it did make it a little bit more relaxing in a sense versus like 
I was pushing. I really wanted to beat the game. Gotcha. Um, before I must prove myself as a gamer. I th- I I just had the bloodlust. Like I I went red behind the eyes and mm. had to beat it. I had mm-hmm. to be the Elden Lord. I get it. You had to add another one to the collection of Soulsborne's games that you've beaten. That's. I mean, at this point, it's all of them. I played all those fucking games. They're really good. Yeah, you've you've done them all. Yeah. You've beaten Bloodborne probably like five times. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Bloodborne runs, my man. It just don't stop. It's like a yearly occurrence. That's a good one. Do you want to tell me about another video game you're playing? Yeah. This was the this is the one that I really want to gush about. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Whoa, okay, nice. Tell me about your experience with this video game, dude. I loved this game. Mm-hmm. This game was so good. David was? You beat this game already? Yes. <laughs> Whoa, damn. This is the third game I beat. Holy shit. Start, and this is one I have start and beat since the last time we have talked about games. Dang. <laughs> but this that game was, was, this game gripped me. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, I know you had started it, or at least had talked about it. I did, I didn't it. beat it. I was so surprised by this game. And I know that that's what I had read from everybody who had played this game, but part of mm-hmm. me was still like, ah, uh, like... Yeah, that Avengers that game was like yeah, yeah, such a such a letdown. And mm-hmm. is this really gonna be as good as people are saying it is? And it definitely is. It was yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it was so amazingly good. This was what my optimistic thing of the week last episode was for was good voice acting. Cause yeah, this is the game. These people nailed it. I'm so impressed by these folks. Yeah, they did really good a really good job here because they took iconic, internationally known characters. <laughs> Yeah. And it took them just like 30 minutes to make them their own. Like the yeah. first 30 minutes, it was weird. It's like, oh, the Star Lord, that's not Chris Pratt. He's yeah. not Bradley Cooper. That's not Dave Bautista. But then like yeah. you get through the first mission and then afterwards, you're just like, oh no, that's just who these people are. They really- They're different characters. They, they yeah. are. They put their very, a very uh, unique spin on them, mm-hmm. um, but still made the characters- an homage, but their own at the same time, which was great. And just like true to the character, not to the rendition that the actors have done in the movies. Yeah. yeah, it's just the graphics are exceptional. The story has, once again, was a story that just like kept me guessing the whole mm-hmm. time. I didn't know where I was going. Lots of really cool environments, great sci-fi elements to it. Yeah. Really great humor. Like the humor translated so well. It's pretty funny. Uh, into this game. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just uh, the music, the soundtrack was awesome. It's like all mm-hmm. the things you really love from the movies are in this, while also making a very unique uh, experience in and of yeah. itself, yeah. right? So yeah, just really, really awesome. Really great game. Yeah. I, I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, it was like one of the biggest surprises of a game that I've had even though everyone has been saying, what a surprise of a game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. What, what what were your thoughts on it? I, for whatever reason, just didn't keep playing it. And I want to, like, it's not, I, I didn't want to necessarily be like, I'm done with this game. It was just like, kind of got I think caught Elden up Ring in the shuffle. And, and for, for, for Horizon came out, right? Yeah, I think so. When did, when did this come out? I thought it was maybe late last year. This came out October 26th of 2021. So late oh, last okay, year. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think it just kind of got, uh, uh, mixed up in the shuffle of the end of the year for me sure yeah i i agree with you that i liked the games for a lot of the same reasons that you were like or you have liked the game mm-hmm. so i think i should probably just finish it because i was interested in where it was going yeah i'll cut this out but i got to the part like right after they got like star lord met up with his maybe ex-girlfriend who maybe had his kid uh he kind of escaped with the kid they like wandered through the like spaceship for a while and then like got out and he gave his ex-girlfriend something 
some sort of like trinket that was it that was it i didn't get very far that's essentially the prologue of the game (laughs) yeah that's like the end of the prologue i would say yes i was playing (laughs) the level where you're like jumping on the big mushrooms and then i think i stopped ah yeah 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 Yeah, so like not not super deep into the game it gets so much better from there oh okay cool because i was like i was liking it i think i I just was like i don't know i put it down for whatever reason. you really haven't even started the story yet yeah no that's true like I, I it felt like a lot of that was table setting for like what was actually about to go on. Yeah, once you I think you're on Seknarf nine and you're mm-hmm. going to see the the monster queen. Is that right? That's that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, there's some pretty fucking metal <laughs> things that happen in this game, and they say it. Star Lord's yeah. like that was so metal. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, you should you should definitely jump back into right. that when it's all right. It's real good. The combat is probably the weakest link in the game to me, but it's still good. Uh, it's it's not yeah. like revolutionary or mind mind bending, but it's f- fun and engaging enough to. Mm-hmm continue going um it definitely makes you feel like a team once you get all your your powers powered up uh because then you're just like doing combos with people and it's like it does natural combos by the end Mm -hmm. and it's just like a really great also character progression and and Mm -hmm. how people change and the team becomes more cohesive by what you do in the game and they do that in the gameplay too where it's like oh you know you have to like tell Groot to do something Right. Or tell a rocket to like hack this thing. Whereas at the end mm-hmm. end of the game, they all just do it automatically without you telling them to do it because you're just like so in sync. Right. Yeah. So that was I thought that was a really cool way of communicating that to the player. Like, wow, you know, yeah. you guys really pre- pre- progress. So Star Lord doesn't even have to be like so micromanagey. He's just like the team just just does what he wants. Yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, it's just a really really fantastic game. I think whoever made this game really hats off to you for taking something that is so popular and making it wholly your own and unique and good still yeah that's probably the Eidos, most impressive Eidos thing about montreal. it montreal Idos montreal good job yeah I, sh- I should play it again i've heard nothing but good things yeah give it a go nice yeah i'm glad you had a good time with this i'm also kind of glad you beat it so that i could see like is this good all the way through it's it is good the whole way through in my opinion there was nothing there was no part that dragged me even though it's kind of yeah. a long game, which was also impressive. Makes me want to play I, I, the Avengers, which is I'm concerned by. <laughs> that is the power of a good game. Sure. It can make you want to play the Avengers. <laughs> not, not to dunk on that game any more than or it has already happened, but I played that one and had very different feelings about it. I was like, oh, this is not as good as I was hoping it was going to yeah. be. They kind of dunk on the Avengers in this game too, which is kind of funny. Nice. Not like oh, the yeah. video game, but the people. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'll finish this game. I'll get there. Mm -hmm. I I loved the parts where you went back and talked to your team in the ship. Like, that was already just super compelling. Yeah. Had some very wild conversations with Rocket, like, immediately. Uh Like, holy shit, dude. Like, it was really, like, it had Mass Effect vibes, which I was not expecting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really fun. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. Can I tell about my last game? Yeah. yeah, let's hear it. So this is sort of like a game and a half, but and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I tried playing through Black Mesa, which oh. is the graphical upscale, damn near remake and re reimagining of Half-Life 1. Yeah. I was playing it on the Steam Deck um, and that was going like great. I realized that I don't know Half-Life 1 very well and like was oftentimes kind of frustrated that I didn't know where I needed to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like physical puzzles that happen in Half-Life. And like a lot of the time, it's the sort of puzzle where you're like, should I be able to make that jump? I don't know. And like, sure. let me just try it 10 more times. And then on the 10th try, you're like, I don't know what I did differently, but I just made it. Sure. And so like that was sort of challenging. I went back and played Half-Life 1, just like the 
base release and it was much more clear to me what i needed to be doing Mm. and i think that it was like a graphical thing the re-release looks worlds better i think it's built in the havoc engine the one that half-life 2 came out in. yeah and so it looked really different and better but uh it it just seemed like the game was not maybe intended to be that way Mm. like it was obvious to me where i needed to be going when i was playing the uh, the base version of the game anyway that is table setting four Mm -hmm. i have uh, been more playing in earnest uh parasite eve one oh i talked about this last week with the most meaningful games with your dad a game dad games um, played this one with my dad so i had to fire it up because like i hadn't really set up the emulation on the steam deck yet and i was like i would like to do that and mm-hmm. i think this would be a great way to do it and yeah so i did that i've been playing through it i think i'm the the in-game clock says i'm five hours into the game i think that i have been playing it in real life for less than that uh-huh. i've been utilizing all the wonderful features in retro arc mm. one of them being fast forward sure which uh really really makes these kind of playstation one era games a lot more enjoyable mm-hmm. for me and this is kind of what i wanted to talk about with this game anyway was i had this experience with half-life where i really wanted to see kind of the older shitty graphics quote-unquote shittier graphics of half-life one and ended up preferring that i think because the game was kind of designed around it yeah and i think in general i kind of prefer the the original stylings of these graphics right like uh parasite eve one doesn't look phenomenal but i think i like that Mm -hmm. like it, it feels genuine at the time that it came out whereas in sort of contrast to that the gameplay stuff i'm very much okay with totally altering and changing Mm -hmm. like being able to use use save states in parasite eve is a godsend being able to fast forward is really helpful there's a lot of the time in this game where i'm like i really would just like to like be a higher level at this point yeah and so i'm gonna turn on fast forward and just like grind for like a minute or two not very long but I've compacted, you know, five minutes of me playing the game into one minute. And it makes it a lot easier because I'm like, okay, great. I'm totally ready to fight the boss now, which obviously isn't possible on the base version of the game. And so I'm kind of like modifying the experience of actually playing this game. Same thing goes with save states, right? Like that's their save points in this game. And so they didn't intend necessarily for you to be able to save whenever. And so I think it cuts out a little bit of the quote-unquote intended difficulty of this game, mm-hmm. but also the context of what difficulty means uh, has changed a lot since then. Sure. And so I don't know. I feel a lot less tied to that definition of what like aging in video games is. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, just thought it was like sort of an interesting uh, sensation of like I I really do want to play the shittier looking version of this game, but I'm also going to change it in ways that I kind of prefer anyway. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the the game design of the era, some of it was weirdly punishing. In ways that I feel like have not aged super well. Mm-hmm. There's this boss that I fought in Parasite Eve on top of the hospital. Mm. It's this like big spider, fuck, fucked up spider monster. Sure. And like after you beat it, there is this sequence where you have to run off of the roof as a like MIG is about to crash onto the top of the road. Oh, damn. It's a timed thing. Like you have a fixed amount of time to do it. Uh-huh. And it doesn't tell you where to go. Uh, you just hear the plane starting to crash and then you have to run. You have to know to run like, you know, to the left side of the screen to jump off the roof. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you die and you have to do that entire boss fight over again. Oh, no. Bad. Like punishing and unnecessary, right? Like there's no reason for it to be that punishing. It feels very much like a gotcha, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't, you didn't know, know to run exactly left where to when go. the plane was coming yeah. for you. Sorry. Yeah. And so like that situation, I was like, uh, like I, I, I remembered that that was 
going to be an issue. I didn't remember the solution. And so I was like, I'm just going to pop a save state real quick before I fight this thing. Mm. And then beat the boss, did another save state, and then uh, died because I didn't know where to go. Uh-huh. It immediately reloaded it and just did it again and saved myself, you know, 15 minutes of fighting the boss again. Solid. And I think it's a better experience. Like, I think the game is like more fun that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying replaying this and realizing that, like, I should probably just do this for all the games that I'm emulating, like mm-hmm. making this easier on myself, like kind of hacking in shit that like makes it more fun, even just like the fast forward or rewind or whatever, let alone like, you know, actually adding in like full blown, like give me a bunch of experience points or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Not to mention, like, I haven't even mentioned the video game yet. It's very fun. Still very good. Nice. It's it's. It's very, uh, A, it's hard to separate like the nostalgia of this game for me. Yes. Like I said, most meaningful. So it's hard to not exist in that space. But I think the, the imagery of New York City in the 90s is very fun. It's like set on like Christmas Eve. So it's like got this weirdly like diehard vibe to it. <laughs> like that diehard and, vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're playing as this character, Aya Brea, who like is a character which i really appreciate uh-huh. like oftentimes in these rpgs it's like the nameless uh, voiceless character who like doesn't have anything With amnesia yeah yeah exactly like no i as a person and uh she has this partner and i, I really love their relationship the relationship between them is very cool because they're both like kind of tough and like clearly like each other um not in a way that's like you know ham- hammy with each other but it's it's really fun to see if, like Oh, they care about each other. And you can see that through the the way that they treat each other and the people around them and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that that was like very novel. The The story is buck wild and gets very bananas very quickly. It goes into like biological science fiction, which I think is very, very cool. Whoa. Just like, and, and again, encroaches on like body horror stuff, which in the PlayStation 1 graphics is very scary. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like just there are two layers of body horror going on there. Like the actual <laughs> horror of what they're trying to do. And depict. the graphics. And then the graphics, yeah. Let your like, mind oh God, fill that... in with the rest. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really, really enjoying that. I think this game is a lot shorter than I remember it being. Save states I'm like, probably, right? Yeah, yes, no, definitely. Like I'm I am making the game shorter for myself. But like even five hours, I was like, that seems like pretty short. And I'm getting probably closer towards like the halfway, if not the second third of this game, mm-hmm. which I think is really fun. Like Square Enix was like, let's just put out like a concise, scary, based in America JRPG. Hell yeah. I sounds would really great. love it if they did some more of that. Yeah. No, that sounds like a fun um, game. It is. It's cool. Like I said, the vision of New York City in the 90s is very like fun. It, like this is not what new york city looks like anymore mm-hmm. um and so like i think that's very cool and just like the it's 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 got a little bit of propaganda in there like you're <laughs> playing as a police officer and like i'm gonna save the fucking world because i'm a good cop or whatever and like it's a vision of the police that i think is more present in the 90s of like kind of like these like gumshoe detectives <laughs> we're gonna sure. like figure it all out yeah but i mean it's it's fun to exist in for a second even if it is sort of a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, it's hard for me to detach my own sort of nostalgia for this stuff yeah. from the actual game, yeah. but it's good. It's, it's, it's very fun. I, I like Parasite Eve. I'm not the kid that I want to shout someday. It's, it's, it's good. It's fun. I bet if you don't know what to do or if you haven't played it before, it might be a little befuddling, sure. but if you've played any of those like RPGs from the late nineties, like Weirdly, I think Final Fantasy IX feels very similar to this game, huh. at least in like the UI and sort of how the game like operates and sure. functions. Yeah, but yeah, if, if if you're familiar with those kinds of games, this should feel pretty pretty similar. 
All right. Just happens to be in New York. I'm enjoying this game. I'll, I'll probably beat it. I, I don't think I'm like all that far from doing that. I played Parasite Eve 2 a little bit. That one also came out on the PlayStation. And I'm more excited to get into that because I don't have as strong of memories of that one. Mm-hmm. Would kind of like to see what's going on in there. Hell yeah. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. Should we do a yeah. good game on it? On Parasite Eve? Did you say there's a sequel? Yeah. Oh, on Parasite Eve 2. I would be more than okay with that if you want to get get up in there. I'll get up in it. It's, it's a good idea. Cool. Did you did you have one more game or was I going last? Uh, I've 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 run out. I'm out, I'm out, of, plum- I'm out of steam. <laughs> We're plumb out of games here, friend. <laughs> Pretty much. I think that was, unless you had something else. No, that was it. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm tapped out. <laughs> tapped out. Good. Huh. That's a long pod. <laughs> I didn't yeah, think just it was like, go this long. It's a month of video games, David. I, we both play a fair amount of video games. That's very true. We had some things to say. You can follow us on Twitter. You can. At Potimism. Yes. You can email us. VGPotimism yes. at gmail.com. Just Potimism. That's the one. Yeah. Um, we have a TikTok. Chase has like three TikToks <laughs> on there. Yeah. Um, if you want to see him doing the renegade dance, go in. I don't, whoa, go David, that in, is a deep, deep cut. Go in, go to TikTok <laughs> and watch uh, Chase renegade, you know? This is not a true thing. There's going to be a person who is very disappointed when they pull up our TikToks yeah. and it's just like the spooktober stuff that we post. I mean, we're gonna... <laughs> I mean I'm just saying you have to be, you're a man of the people, Chase, so just give them what they want. If it's the renegade, I need to, I need to check myself where my uh, tap of the the pulse of America is, but it's not there. Yeah, that's 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 very fair. That's that's very fair. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Anyways, uh, if you want to help us out, you can leave a, a review on Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, or uh, follow us on Spotify. Is that right? Can they review us on Spotify? Yeah, you can review there. Yeah, do whatever you want on Spotify. I'm not telling you to do, do anything, it. but if you want to help, go for it. Go for um, it. Um, Thank you, Scout Wilkinson. Yes. This is a Scout Out of the Week. This is your, your daily or your weekly dose bi, of Scout bi weekly. Out. Bi-weekly Scout Out. Bi-weekly Scout Out. The, pod, the yeah. pod art is great. Thank you so much. You crushed it, Scout. Or also, what you can do if you want to help us out, or if you don't want to help us out, or if you just sort of feeling like, hey, maybe, maybe my bud should should know about this podcast because it's, yeah. it's, it's just cool guys hanging out, talking about <laughs> games. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm also a cool individual who who likes games. A cool um, gamer. Cool gamer. Yeah. Maybe maybe share the pot. Maybe share the pot. Maybe maybe if you're feeling up to it. Yeah. Why not? But yeah. And then also, lastly, and most importantly, thank you for listening to this podcast. Now you, in listeners. our second century of potting, <laughs> we've been doing this for a hundred years. <laughs> the beginning of our second cent. You know, some days it feels like I've been doing this for a hundred years, David. <laughs> If I had a penny for every podcast that I've done with you, Chase Albee, I would have one dollar and one cent. One dollar and one cent. Yeah. I could buy pretty much nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Cool. Thank you for listening to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Really appreciated the response to episode 100. That was really cool. Appreciate everybody who uh, signal boosted that one. Appreciate you looking at you async. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, it's it's. A uh, pleasure to do this. I love making this pot. Yeah. It's still good. Even on episode 101. Yeah. God, that's a lot of episodes. My goodness. That's gracious. a lot of episodes of a podcast. My goodness. I had no idea it would become this. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Anyways. Chase, do you have any video game wisdom for us this week? Um. Yeah, sure. The segment will find you. 
You don't need to find it. Damn. Yeah. You said that at 9.16 p.m., Chase. That was a Sacramento special Ooh, right there. Ooh, a 916, no the less. The 916 wow, found you, baby. Wow. I've been inspired by the city area code of Sacramento <laughs> to tell you, the listener, the segment's going to find you. You don't have to find it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Because good games found a way in this episode, even it sh- though we didn't play it. <laughs> sure it did. We're both like, hey, this it is g- a good, <laughs> this is just like a, a good, good game. game. And we're like, hey, that's our segment right there. That's it. That's the podcast. We this did the it. the kind of games we talk about. <laughs> you know what? Season two, I'm dropping the mic. Oh. Are you like. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Go home. Just, just we're done. <laughs> no more, yeah. no more video game optimism. No, no. I mean like. We'll be back in, in two weeks. I'm just saying. Like, oh, I, thought, no, I thought you were just ending the whole podcast <laughs> quitting. forever right there. I was like, oh my God. I don't know if I'm ready. I got sad. <laughs> no. <laughs> David, what, what do I do with my Mondays? I, um, I don't know. You, I feel like you also would explode with not being able to talk about oh video my games. God, dude. What would I do? Like, it's a little frightening to me that like inevitably at some point in the, in the, the, far future hopefully the pod will end i don't think i'm gonna stop playing video games until i die you often look rabid after these two week periods about <laughs> yes. needing to talk about video games yeah like a little a little manic energy in my in my face yeah. when I'm coming one in. week you're like you're ready to go like you look excited mm-hmm. but two weeks you're mm-hmm. just like there's something there's something animal behind <laughs> those eyes as well my lizard brain takes over and i have to tell you about chameleon twist 2 for the nintendo 64 Ooh, deep cut chameleon, chameleon twist is a pretty good game all right let's, let's put it on the pod <laughs> put it on put it put it on good games here we go no what i was saying is like drop the mic like i'm gonna do the gaming wisdom and then end oh the podcast sure okay i just got scared oh it's okay. it felt like I'm, you were breaking up with me Oh my god, that must have been frightening. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I only cried a little bit. I know my oh, video is okay. off so you couldn't see, but... <laughs> yeah. No, we'll be back. It's it's episode 102 next time. We'll, we'll be here. Sounds good. Same funky place, same funky podcast. Funky out. Funky out. Okay, bye. Stunk. Okay, bye. <laughs>